Welcome to the Homeschool Reading Podcast. Today's episode is a Q&A session that was recorded live inside my Facebook group. If you have a question that you would like to hear me answer on the podcast, please send me an email at sarah at homeschoolingforhim.com. Enjoy the episode. I've got a question for you. How do homeschool moms like us, who don't have a master's degree in reading and 25 years of teaching experience, teach our kids how to read in a way that helps them become confident readers who love to read under the covers with a flashlight? Here you'll find simple tricks and practical tools for making reading easy and fun. My name is Sarah Miller, and welcome to the Homeschool Reading Podcast reading community. Welcome to this Facebook Live about New Year's reading reflections. I'm so excited to be here live with you today and to be talking about this topic. I think it's one that is so important for us as teachers of our kids and it's something that we so often choose to skip over or it just doesn't feel very important or the kids need something and we don't get to it or whatever. And so today I want to share how we can do a New Year's reading reflection for our kids and also some things to be thinking about as you are setting goals for your child for learning to read in 2023. All right, so we're going to be talking about New Year's reading reflections today, and we're going to be talking about the process of trying to figure out where our kids are at in learning to read and setting some goals and making some next steps for them. So the first thing that we really need to do when we are setting goals for our kids is to really take some time to observe and reflect on where our kids are now as a reader. And this is something that is so easy to just push aside and say, oh, I don't have time for that right now. I'm going to have to get to it later. Um, It's just not important. But the truth is that it really is and that it can save us a lot of time in the long run if we do spend time on a regular basis observing our child. And the thing that's really important to remember whenever you're taking time to observe your child is that you know your child the best. As their parent and as their teacher, you are the one who knows your child best and who knows knows what they need best. So somebody who is a teacher or who is an expert can come to you and say, oh, I think your child needs to do this or that. Um, And that can be helpful, but ultimately you are the one that knows your child the most. And so your observations of your child and your reflections on their reading process are going to be super valuable in terms of figuring out what they need to know. It's okay to choose not to be confused and to really trust your intuition and your observations that you notice as you're observing your child. I think this is one of the secrets that um, public school teachers don't say and that homeschool parents don't know. And that is that as a public school teacher, um, and I was one before I had my kids, so I can come at this from both sides, so I feel like I can say this with some level of confidence. Um, But as a public school teacher, you might know a lot about the subject that you're teaching, but you only know a little bit about the kids that you're teaching. And as a homeschool parent, you have the flip-flop. So you know a lot about the kids that you're teaching, and you may or may not know a lot about the subject that you're teaching. But I think as a teacher, what really matters is actually knowing the kids and not the subject, because ultimately you're teaching your children, not reading. Um, You are teaching them how to read, but you're teaching your children. And I think that can get lost sometimes in the public schools. And I think that's one of the biggest advantages that we 
have as homeschool parents and that we bring to our kids and that we bring to the table is that we know our kids so well and we know them better than any public school teacher ever really could know them because they have been ours since since birth and we have spent years and years and years teaching them all of the things and so it's really important not to discount that knowledge that you have of your child as you're observing them so you want to take some time to observe and reflect on where your child is as a reader and then you want to think about that in the context of the different reading skills that are out there and the different reading skills that your child will need to know in order to become a fluent reader so i wanted to quickly share just a little uh, formula that is helpful to me as i am reflecting on where my kids are as readers and I brought my little whiteboard to kind of write out this formula for you so that hopefully this will be helpful to you as well. So what I'm sharing is called the simple view of reading. And this is something that was created in 1986 by two different uh, scientists in the science of reading named Gao and Tumner. And if you have studied the science of reading at all, you might be familiar with this. It's a very common um, example and model, but I think it's something that's really helpful to us in the process of teaching our kids how to read and of knowing what they need to learn next. And so the simple view of reading says that reading is made up of two parts and they combine those two parts together in sort of a multiplication problem. So it looks like this, decoding, it's a multiplication problem. So decoding times language comprehension equals reading comprehension. So reading comprehension is our goal here. And this is our child not only can read the story, but they can also understand what it is that they've read. And so ultimately, when we are teaching our kids how to read, our final goal is reading comprehension. And the way that we get there includes two different parts. So we have the decoding part. Our kids need to be able to actually read the text. And when we talk about teaching our kids how to read, that's the part that we often are thinking of or focusing on. So this means um, phonics. Whenever you're teaching your child phonics, you're teaching decoding. Um, decoding is also the um, just the process of sounding out the words, right? Um, and then you also have language comprehension, which is the understanding part. Once they've sounded out those sounds and put them together and said the word, do they know what that word is? And can they understand it in the context of the sentence that it's written in? And in order to teach your child to read, you really need both. That's why it's a multiplication problem. So when you think about math and you think about the rules of math and of multiplication, you know that when you multiply anything times zero, the answer is always zero, right? And so the point is that if our child does not have one of these pieces, then they won't have this end result. They won't have the reading comprehension that they need. And so in order to really be good readers, our kids actually need both parts. They need the decoding part, and they also need the language comprehension part. And so when we're thinking about our reading goals for our kids in 2023, we wanna think about these two parts and we wanna think about which part is our child's strength and are there one or both of these parts that might be our child's weakness. And if that's the case, then we wanna think about some strategies that we can use to be able to help them improve upon whichever part that they are struggling with in 2023. So let's talk about the decoding part first because it is first in the little multiplication problem here. And that is just, is our child um, 
a, a strong decoder. Can they, when they see a word, can they sound it out and tell us what it is? And when I think about teaching a child to become a strong decoder, there are a few steps that I'm thinking about in my brain that kids need to go through. So the first step is we need to think about is our child actually ready to read to begin with? Is our child at an age and a developmental level where they are able to read if we were to teach them? And it's really important that we wait until our kids are ready because that will help them to be able to make the process of learning to read easier and will help them to be more successful. In general, most kids are ready to read somewhere between the ages of three and seven. That's a pretty wide age span. And honestly, there are some that are ready before three and some that aren't ready until after seven. And so uh, more a valuable way of knowing if your child is ready is to look for some specific signs. One of the biggest ones that you can look for is called print awareness. So that is your child might point to or notice letters that they see around them on someone's t-shirt or on a sign or on a building or on a cereal box. And they might either ask what that is or pretend to read it. And either of those are really good signs that your child now knows that those letters that they see stand for something else. And that is a really key developmental skill that kids need to have before they can learn how to read. So also excitement is another really big one. So if your child is pretending to read books to their stuffed animal or their dog or their brother, that's a really great sign. So once our kids are ready to read, then the next step that we're gonna be going through is teaching them letter names and letter sounds. The research is, um, there's a lot of people that are kind of on both sides of camps in terms of, do you need to teach letter names? Can you not teach letter names? What happens if you just teach letter sounds? Do they need to know those? Um, do we teach both or what do we do first? And there's a lot of debate out there, but the research is pretty clear that kids need to know both letter names and letter sounds and that it's helpful for them learning letter sounds if they know letter names first. So I would recommend starting with letter names and then moving to letter sounds. And when you're teaching those, you want to make sure that your kids know that there is a capital and lowercase version of each letter and that both of those make the same sound or have the same name. So teaching letter names and sounds is a really important fundamental building block for learning to read. And our kids need to know at least a few of the letter names and sounds in order to move to the next step, which is blending. So blending is when they're gonna take those letter names or letter sounds and they're gonna combine them together into a word. The trick here is to start really simple. So you wanna start with two letter words and three letter words that are what we refer to as CVC words. So that means it starts with a consonant, it's got a vowel in the middle and it ends with a consonant. Stuff like cat or dog would be three letter um, CVC words. So you wanna start with those kind of words first, the really simple ones. And then over time, you'll be able to move to more complex words as your child knows more letters. After you get uh, a pretty good foundation of blending and your child knows the CVC words, that's when it's time to introduce sight words. And this honestly is the biggest mistake that I see parents making when they're teaching their kids how to read is that they introduce the sight words too early. We want our kids to understand that reading is a process of decoding individual sounds and then blending those sounds together to make words. And when we start with sight words first, often our kids get confused and they think that reading is a process of guessing. And so we want to eliminate the guessing as much as possible. And the way to do that is to start with the blending 
first. There will definitely come a time where you can start to introduce the sight words, but the other great thing is that if you start with the blending and the letter sounds first, most of the words that are on those dolt or fry lists of sight words, the giant list that you see, actually are decodable. Kids can sound them out. And so we can eliminate a lot of the memorization and a lot of the frustration for our kids if we start with blending first and then teach sight words only after our kids have a really good um, foundation for those blending sounds first. So as you are listening through this list, please be thinking about your child as well and be thinking about where they're at. Um, and let me know in the comments where you're at with your child and how things are going for your family as well. Um, okay, so we're gonna not introduce the sight words until after we have really gotten a strong foundation with the blending. And then once your child is more comfortable with blending and starts to understand the sight words, that's when it really gets exciting because that's when reading will start to click for your child. You can start to expand to larger words that have bigger chunks. You can start working on uh, words where multiple letters will make a single sound or where it's got multiple syllables and your child will start to be able to apply patterns that they know to words that they don't know. And this is a really exciting phase in the time of reading that's referred to as the reading explosion. So this is when kids can take a word like dog and they know that they can take the D at the beginning of dog and change it to a B and they know that it's still gonna say aug at the end, but now they'll have a new word and that word must be bog. And once your child is able to do those kinds of things themselves, then they'll be able to teach themselves new words and they'll be able to read words that they've never read before on their own. It's called the reading explosion because at that time, the vocabulary of words that our kids can read independently just multiplies um, seemingly overnight. And that is when reading will really start to click for our kids and they really feel like they have become a reader. So that's sort of a, a really quick airplane view of the process of decoding and the steps that are involved in that half of this reading um, formula here. So remember, going back to the simple view of reading, we had decoding times language comprehension equals reading comprehension. And all of those things that we just talked about, the letter names and sounds, the blending, the sight words, and even the bigger words all fall under the first half, the decoding piece. But there's still another piece, and that's the language comprehension piece. And this is where we start to talk about some of the ways that kids will take the words that they're decoding and really understand what they mean. This can be really tricky for kids that are learning to read because often this decoding piece takes a large proportion or sometimes all of their working memory. So sometimes kids' brains can be working so hard on the process of decoding that they don't have any memory left to be able to think about the meaning of what it is that they're actually decoding or to be able to really understand the story. And that is not all that uncommon for a child that's learning how to read. So I think it can be really helpful for a lot of kids to separate these two pieces out and actually work on the language comprehension piece separately. So let's talk about that one a little bit. 
So language comprehension has uh, several different components, but I wanna focus on two of them that I think are really helpful for kids. One is background knowledge. So you wanna make sure that your child is familiar with the topic that the thing that they're reading is about. Um, make sure that they're familiar with kind of the topic of the story or the topic of the paragraph and that they understand that topic. Um, and this is something that you can practice for your kids when you're doing read-alouds. And so I wanted to quickly share an example. This is the read-aloud that I'm doing with my kids right now. It's called Here's a Penny by Carolyn Haywood. We're on chapter four, I think. Um, so far, we've been really enjoying it. There is some um, kind of sensitive information uh, in there about adoption. And also, uh, the girl in the book is pretty mean to the boy, at least so far. Um, so if you think that would upset your kids, then I I would definitely recommend pre-reading this book before you read it out loud to your kids. Um, but in today's particular chapter, they were washing clothes. And this is the picture that was in the book. They were washing the clothes in a wash tub using a rag and a washboard. And so this was a really good opportunity to be able to have a discussion with my kids about washing clothes and about the fact that before there were washers that kids used or that families used to have to wash their clothes in a wash basin with a wash board um, and they would have to do their laundry that way. And so it was just really important as we were reading through that book that we stopped and had that discussion because my kids weren't sure why the girl was all of a sudden dunking her doll clothes in a bucket of water and getting soap flakes and what was going on. And I could tell that they were kind of confused as we were going through it. And when I thought back on their experience, I wasn't sure that we'd ever talked about wash tubs or wash basins or like manually doing laundry before. And so this is where it can be really helpful just to kind of think back on your kid's prior knowledge and to just be aware as you're reading out loud to them what it is that they might not be familiar with and be able to discuss those things. Another thing that you can work on when it comes to language comprehension as you're reading out loud with your kids is vocabulary. So anytime that you come to a word in the story that you think your kids might know, you can ask them what it is. Just stop reading for a second and ask them. Or you can also uh, just define it as you're going. And so that's a good way to help them to work on that language comprehension piece. So I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend that if you feel like language comprehension is a struggle for your child, especially if they're a relatively new reader or they're still working on the decoding piece as well, that you spend lots of time reading out loud to your child and working specifically on language comprehension as you're reading. So working on background knowledge, working on vocabulary, asking your child questions as you're reading about what's happening. So you can ask them like simple recall questions that they could answer based on what they you just read to them or more in-depth questions about applying it to their life. Um, all of those are things that you can do while you're reading to your child and all of those are ways that will help them with language comprehension. And then as your child develops both pieces together, once they start to have both pieces, that's when they will become a fluent reader. So hopefully this was helpful to you. Um, let me know in the comments where your child is at. What are you going to be working on in 2023? And of all the things that we just talked about, what is your goal for your child? What would really make the difference and move the needle the most in terms of helping them to become a confident, fluent reader in 2023? 
Um, I also wanted to let you know that there was a really great conversation in the group about reading out loud and about um, accountability for reading out loud. And um, I had a really great, uh, Liz and Laura both had really great comments about that, that they were gonna be working on that this year. Um, and so that's something that I want us to be able to work on together. So next week, when I am back for another Facebook Live, I'm gonna be talking about strategies that you can use to uh, read out loud to your child and to really make the most of that time. So I'm gonna be sharing just some really simple things that you can do during the time that you're already spending reading out loud to your child to teach them some really important reading skills and pre-reading skills to work on that language comprehension piece and really uh, make that a focus as you're reading out loud to your child and also things that you can do that will help them to improve their decoding skills while you're reading out loud to them. So that is gonna be happening next week in the group. Be on the lookout for an event um, and we will uh, continue to the discussion there. If you have questions about teaching your child to read or about anything that you heard today, please feel free to leave those in the comments and I'll be back throughout the week to answer those as well. All right, thank you so much. I hope that you have a wonderful week and thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode, which was recorded live in the Homeschool Reading Community Group. This is a free Facebook group where I share tips and advice about homeschooling and teaching reading. You'll also find community with other homeschool moms like you, plus freebies, giveaways, parties, and more. I would love for you to join us over at the Homeschool Reading Community. Make sure you check out the link in the show notes for all the details. Thank you so much for listening to the Homeschool Reading Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. New episodes are coming out all the time, so please make sure that you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the fun. I'll see you soon.